Welcome to We Review Stuff, the podcast where, and this next bit is a twist worthy of the great Shyamalan himself, We Review Stuff. Uh, every week, we will take a look at uh, two techie things and one wild card, and we have one goal in all of this, and that is to definitively rank all of them to decide what the best thing in the world is. We will not stop until we have determined the best single thing in the world. I am your host, Adam Smith, and today I am joined by the inimitable Anula Vivitoska. Did I come even close? Actually, that was perfect. Oh my no goodness, how do you like that? First try! <laughs> she makes it look easy. The peerless Alex Harash. You also got that correct. And the pretty good Fergus Halliday. For some reason, I expected you to get my name wrong. I don't know why, but <laughs> that's where I'm at. That's right. It's only spelt Fergus Halliday. It's pronounced Throat Warbler Mandrove. Um, <laughs> so, Alex, uh, give us a little sneak peek of what you've brought for us today. Something that folds. Something that folds. So, a pair of trousers. Excellent. Can't wait to hear about that. Ferg, what have you brought for us today? Give us a little. Give us a little taste. Just a little. Taste. I don't want to. I don't want to overhype it, but this might be the best appliance I've ever bought in my entire life. Ooh, very excited mercy. to tell you all about that's, it. That's that's high praise. And Anila, our wild card today, give us just a little little peek. No spoilers, but a little peek. I'm bringing something Moorish today. Moorish. Ooh. So we've got a lot to get through this week, lots of exciting stuff. So don't forget to stay with us until the end where we will place everything we review today in its rightful and unarguable place on our immutable and holy list of all things. So we'll see if anything is able to knock the USB-C on the new iPhone off its perch or somehow manage to tunnel below the dreadfulness of the Threads tablet app. So without further ado, let's get going. All right, Alex, what do you have for us today? Something that folds. I'm I'm still hoping it's trousers. It is not trousers. It is not a deck chair. It is the first tablet-style foldable phone to come to Australia but isn't from Samsung. It's Oppo's Ooh. Find and Free, Samsung's first proper rival in this form factor locally. That's so exciting. It is. Like, my overarching tech philosophy is... But competition is good for consumers. Hot take. <laughs> I'm all about I'm all about monopolies. That is, of course, why you have a monocle and a top hat. That's right, exactly, and why I'm sitting on an enormous pile of cash. Yeah. Um. So again, like, even if you're not going to buy a phone from a manufacturer like Oppo or Samsung, having them compete, in theory, should result for better devices for everyone. So, like, the cool thing about um the Oppo Find N3 is its form factor. So like with a lot of, well, with Samsung's foldable phones with the Z Fold, the front display is kind of shit. For our listeners who haven't, um, may not have held a Samsung Fold, what's, what's the aspect ratio like when it's folded? It's very tall and weird. I couldn't tell you the exact <laughs> aspect ratio off the top of my head. I'd just be making up numbers, but like, it's like tall to weird. 
Yeah, I've actually been described that way a number of times. <laughs> it's just like a long, tall screen that's not really useful. And like, you know, if you want to do anything serious, you have to unfold it. And I mean, like, you know, that is in the name. It is the Galaxy Fold. But it kind of, you know, is a pretty big compromise for a $2,600 phone. But um, meanwhile, um, the Oppo Find N3 has a fairly conventional smartphone screen on the front. It's 6.3 inch with a like 20 to 9 aspect ratio. So this is pretty much what you'll get on any Android phone, any iPhone. Then it unfolds. Uh, like you have a seven point something inch tablet. Ooh, I like that little animation when you open it. Yeah, that's nice. For people not watching this on TikTok, mm-hmm. you've got like a little um, just like flourish of feathers as they open up. The feathers mm-hmm. being a metaphor because the phone is 240 grams, which is pretty light for a foldable. Can we please like talk about the elephant in the room, the which is... Bump? Yes, What's the absolute elephant in know. the room. It's for, for our viewers at home, and by viewers I mean listeners, it's a giant <laughs> circle that takes up the top third of the phone. It's enormous. I actually dig the look of that. I, As do I, I. kind of hoped that it was an old rotary dialer, but no, it's <laughs> it's a camera. Unfortunately, it does not spin. Oh, that's too bad. It juts out like probably about like five millimeters from the body of the phone. It's so chunky. It is rather chunky, but um, with good cause. The cameras are pretty good. Imagery has typically been a shortcoming on foldable phones. Like, we've not really seen a foldable phone with a brilliant camera yet. The Pixel Fold has not come to Australia, so we can't judge its cameras. Apparently, they're pretty good being, you know, a Google phone. Apparently, that's the only good thing about it, though. (laughs) (laughs) So we have heard. Uh, Oppo's big claim about this is, you know, it's got the best cameras on any foldable phone. It's definitely better than what Samsung's doing. I've gotten some like really good photos in low light, but not on the same level as you get from an iPhone 15 or a Pixel 8. But I think like easily a step above the current foldable competition. Yeah. And if you try and fold either of those phones, you end up with disaster. So <laughs> it's true. So, like, you know, I guess, you know, the camera quality is still a bit of a compromise compared to the best of the best. And that will be a red flag for some people buying this phone because it is still a $2,700 phone. That's um, $100 cheaper than the equivalent um, Z Fold 5, but it's not cheap. It is, I think, the most expensive phone Oppo's ever sold in Australia. Oh, it's rough. I did not know about that price coming into this. Little do you know that most of that price is actually just uh, to the make bump. the camera bump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very expensive to make like a nice mm. circular camera bump. Uh, so I guess I guess my question, Alex, uh, to you would be, does does it feel worth the wait, right? Like Oppo has taken its time build getting into this corner of the foldable market. Does it actually feel like it's worth, lives up to that price? I think that's like an inherently hard proposition with foldables because in some ways they're very much like a matter of heart overhead. Mm. A lot of the time, the more rational purchase is probably buying a cheaper phone and a tablet. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to give you that same kind of, this is the one really cool sci-fi device that does both. It does feel like with foldables though, that they're like, they're big compromises that you have to make. And it feels like those are always going to be there, you know, like, obviously, like you said, the camera is a big compromise and you would like to say, well, someday they'll crack that and they'll 
be able to include as good a camera in a foldable as they do in a standard phone. But that's just not true because the cameras in regular phones are going to progress. That technology is going to progress at the same pace that the foldable technology is progressing, which means it's always going to be a step ahead. I refute that premise. They could absolutely put a better camera in this. It is. It, we have the technology. We put people on the moon. They could do it. They choose not to. <laughs> I think yeah, it's a question of margins. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Then you're going to push up the price point to the point that yeah. it becomes unsustainable. So it's like there's always going to be a compromise involved. Mm. And I guess the question is, is it worth that compromise? To refute your point, Adam, in the flip style foldables, we've already seen them start at, you know, $2,200 and get to sub $1,000 price points in the space of a few years because of competition. And, you know, between like Oppo, Samsung and Motorola, the, the three of them have driven prices down. Now that we actually have Oppo competing against Samsung in this space and hopefully Google joins the fold next year. Good pun there, Alex. Um, <laughs> it's always a good pun when you have to explain that it's a pun. Mm-hmm. That's when you, exactly. that's how you know it's good. Yeah. Like I think like, you know, when the market forces come into effect and we're actually seeing brands fight for consumers in this space, we will see better devices at cheaper price points. Like this is consistently what happens in the phone industry. I think, you know, right now there are still compromises, but the find and free feels like the least compromised option in this form factor, just because primarily the cameras are better, the battery's better, the front screen experience doesn't suck. Uh, again, like I think it's a really cool piece of engineering and just a cool device that I really like. And I think it's going to be good for the market. It's going to be good for competition. And if you're looking for a folding phone that becomes a tablet, I'd get this over the Z Fold 5 any day. What would you rate it? I would hold it rather than fold it. Ferg, first off, the item you've brought, can I fold it? You could try. You could try. As always, my I, when I bring a review, I want to bring you a story. Um, so when me and my partner first moved out of a share house to live on our own, we end up having to buy a new microwave because our previous uh, we used our old housemate's one before that. And we very almost bought an LG microwave that might have been this microwave that I'm about to talk to you about. Instead, my parents got me a Whirlpool microwave as a housewarming gift. It was a very nice gesture, but the product itself left something to be desired. It was underpowered, very annoying to use, a nightmare to clean, and it kind of literally fell apart at the seams after a year or two. The slander immediately on now, Whirlpool. Look, I'm, I'm here for these honest truths, all right? Now, finally, I chose to take this as an opportunity to follow through on what I should have done and gotten that LG microwave years ago. So I went online and I learned a bit about, about microwaves. I learned that most microwaves are apparently made by the same company, Medea. However, there are a few exceptions to this, specifically Korean companies like LG and Samsung. So with that in mind, I started to look into LG and Samsung. And then I went online and I found this LG NeoChef line, which I believe was the one I almost bought a few years earlier. Um, I got in contact with uh, a friend of the show, Dylan, who writes for Whistleout, uh, who reviewed one of these NeoChef microwaves once upon a time for another website. Uh, and he said it was very good, but the model he had was too large. This led me to the microwave I now have, the 25 liter model, which is right here. <laughs> Look at this bad boy. <laughs> this bad boy um, I mean, so for our listeners, um, Fergus is just holding a microwave up to the microphone. It's beautiful. Yeah, the fact the fact that you can hoist it means that yeah, yeah it's it's a good size. I got to say, that's yeah. not a very microwave. Could be <laughs> more of a macrowave. Yeah, de- I would definitely say that's more of a macrowave than a microwave. 
Anyway, microwaves are like printers. If you're thinking about your choice of microwave, it's not a good thing. It's never for a good reason, right? Uh, um, however, <laughs> the LG Neo Chef uh, 25 liter smart inverter microwave is the exception to that. It is actually good and very thoughtfully made in ways that are pleasant and surprising. Tell us about this. So, first of all, you may have noticed when I held up before, like, matte black color scheme. This is awesome. It hides all smudges and dirtiness. No, I disagree. Mm. As someone with a dog uh, that has some semblance of white fur, it is everywhere. Well, I I don't have that problem specifically. But for me, it's much easier to be chill about the microwave looking dirty when when it's dark in the color scheme. You may have noticed as well when I held it up, it has an outward folding handle. Rather than one of those buttons that you push and it springs open, you just grab the side of it and you pull it towards you. It's very ergonomic. It's super nice. When it finishes microwaving, it makes a cheery little, it does a little song. It does a, not like, eat! You haven't opened your microwave. Eat! It's like, just like my Samsung washing machine. Exactly. Exactly. And it's tacky, but it's just so charming, you know? I just love it. No, I actually don't think this is a real thing. I think it's just from a TV show. But there were rice cookers that played uh, a Kelly Clarkson song. I think that might be real. Is that real? Yeah. When when I lived in New Zealand, we had a uh, a dryer that played the New Zealand national anthem. How patriotic. Done. Do we know that the Samsung washing machine is actually just playing the South Korean anthem? We don't. I guess I don't, I guess I don't know that. Yeah. Um, a few other little tidbits that are quite nice. Uh, it's not silent, but it is much quieter than every other microwave I've ever, ever had. Uh, when you're programming in how long you want it to go, it has like, um, I forget the term for it, but almost a momentum mechanic to it. So it's like, instead of tapping uh, one minute, two minute, three minute, four minute, you tap and then you hold and it builds up momentum in increments. Oh no, I hate that. No, it's great. Um, my microwave at home does the same thing, and it goes from zero to 10 minutes way too quickly. So I'm always, like, cranking this dial back and forth, trying to get it to the right thing, and I hate that mechanic. This one does it in 10-second increments, so it's a okay. little harder to miss wildly. Okay. Um, but, it's, but it does save me a few clicks. It's got an antibacterial coating on the interior, which is nice. Uh, and it's got a nice dual layout for the controls. So you just have – on the outside, it's just start – pause and then timer and then if you open it that's where all the special settings are on the inside i I just i need to know what the major difference is between every other microwave and the lg and the samsung ones sure so in 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 lieu of answering your question i had to learn about (laughs) smart inverters and how microwaves work how do microwaves work (sighs) i just want to give everyone a vocal signal here as Ferg begins explaining the science behind microwaves, to go ahead and pick back up in this episode about two minutes from now. I'm sure the microwave heads will get in touch with me and let me know I'm getting critical stuff wrong. But my traditional understanding of it is that uh, traditional microwaves use a thing called the transformer to run current through a magnetron, which then emits microwaves, which then do the food thing. Is it um, a magnetron a Pokemon? M- maybe. I believe he said it was a transformer. Um, the thing's different about the Neo Chef is it uses a thing called an inverter instead of a transformer. Um, and it's a little bit insane because basically a thing I learned in the process of doing this was that when you run the magnetron in a traditional microwave, it can only operate at zero power and full power. So when you're running it at half power, it basically runs it at full power for 10 seconds and then 
half of that 10 seconds, it will drop to zero power, which is why you end up with weird results sometimes. Damn it, this is so interesting. I know. I- Damn it. The thing that makes uh, the inverter in this kind of microwave <laughs> different is that it is able to basically operate on an actual like level current and not be constantly turning on and off, which makes for more consistent and flavorful results. Um, the last thing I'll throw in is the price, which is this price, this microwave RRPs for two forty nine, which is a lot, I grant you. But I bought it at Amazon on like, I don't know, it was like a mid-year sale for $99. Ooh, baby. That is an exquisite bargain for this microwave. That's an exquisite bargain for any microwave. Exactly. Um, It is easily the best microwave I've ever owned. And I know you could probably find it for pretty cheap. It's not brand new or anything. So I imagine it will go on sale again as we head into the holidays. And it's crazy because with a microwave, you also get a Transformer and a Pokemon. So for $99... That is crazy value. That's right. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a package deal. Ferg, how would you rate this microwave? I would say it smartly inverted my expectations. Well, we are up to our wild card portion of the show. This could be absolutely anything. We have no idea what we're about to get. So over to Anula to blow our socks off. Ultimately, guys, don't you just like hate how feeding yourself is just immeasurably annoying? Go on. It's just like it's the the worst part about being a, a grown up adult is having to decide what you're going to eat every single day for every single meal for the rest of your life. But I have a solution for this, and I am bringing it to you in the form of this cookbook by Molly Baz. <gasps> more is more. It is Molly Baz's brand new cookbook, and this baby is going to be high on the list. I am so excited. I have cooked so many great meals from her. What's her other book called? Uh, um, cook, cook This, this book. book, yeah. Cook This Book. Oh, cook This Book is so good. I am very excited to pick this up as we head into the holiday season. Tell me more about what awaits me, Enola. Okay. More is more about more is more. Yes, hence why this is a very Moorish podcast. <laughs> so for those of you not familiar with Molly Baz, ultimately Molly Baz was a senior food editor over at Bon Appetit, but she yeeted herself out of there when all of the test kitchen stuff went down. And that has been entirely excellent for her brand because I think that she is so talented. She makes really delicious food and it's super easy, but it looks impressive. Moran's more, I feel like, has really solidified her brand as like this really fun, interesting um, food creator. But most importantly, every single one of these recipes is super easy. Yeah. Like, has there ever been a greater lie perpetrated upon the humor, human race than Jamie Oliver's 15-minute meals, right? It's, I was thinking I've, the same thing. Yeah, I, right? I've cooked a lot of those. And it's like, oh, yeah, 15 minutes. You have done your mise en place before exactly. you began cooking, right? Because otherwise, this is going to blow out to an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. But I can say like with confidence, nothing from Molly Bowser's new book has taken longer than maybe 40 minutes to make start to finish. Um, so all of these recipes are not only relatively easy and quick to make for people who, you know, don't have the, the chopping skills of Jamie Oliver. Um, but it's also super accessible. So, you know how most recipes are quite specific in, you know, measuring portion sizes and like what it is that you need to put into it. 
stay with me here. I know that that's the point of recipes, but this, I think, <laughs> but I actually really like the, the approach that Molly has taken here because a lot of the recipes, uh, will kind of say things like, uh, you know, just use assorted crunchy vegetables that you like for this salad and like give uh -huh. suggestions, but rather than being like, yeah, you need to use like four stalks of celery and like two carrots. It's like, here's some things that I would use. Just pick some things that you would like. And I think that that makes it a lot easier to riff off what it is that's there and also cater things to what works for your household, what works for your budget and what works across the board. Give us a, a recipe, like a dish that you feel is a good sort of representative dish for this book? Uh, well, for this week, uh, we meal prepped one of the salads. I will have to double check what it's called, but it's ultimately a chicken salad with a whole bunch of crunchy veggies, like a, a peanutty, coconutty dressing. But Ooh. the best part of it is you make this like crunch that goes on top. So you use like egg whites, uh, nuts, seeds, and like some other assorted like flavor, flavor enhancers, um, and bake it. And then you crush that up and put it on top of the salad. And this is the, the most delicious thing I think I've eaten in a long time. I'm so excited to buy this. Oh, you man, need to buy it. It's so good. It's very good. Um, she also has a cashew pepper where she like just pours in an entire bottle of red wine. Yeah. Ooh. Like the premise of this book is more is more. And it's, it is entirely lives up to that premise. Everything is just that little bit more luscious than what you would do if you were to be left to your own devices. Um, and it just amps up flavors. It amps up everything, just that little bit extra without really adding much more effort into the process. I could not recommend this book higher than I already do. Is there like a structure or theme to the way the recipes are sort of grouped? I remember in uh, Cook This book question mark yep. uh they were all like sort of food groups there was like a legume section there was like a chicken section and stuff like that or how yeah so this this one's a little bit more i think like a riffy she has like a, a section just on sandwiches tell me more oh yes yes please <laughs> please please send those recipes to first why do you think i want this book <laughs> It's like, I'm eating peanut butter and cheese over here. Help me. <laughs> Look, I want to say for the record that I've had listener feedback about those sandwiches that has been broadly supportive. I have not received any hate mail or, you know, offers of help for some dire situation I'm apparently in. Yet. 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 The, the podcast like is young. change that. <laughs> if, yeah. You know where to find us. It's in the show notes. But yeah, so the structure of the book kind of goes like salads, carbs, surf and turf, um, chicken, Veg, sandos, and then breakfast and sweets. I love that. Yeah, it's it's that's really complimentary. It is. I think it's great. Um, the the one issue that I do have with this book uh, is that the first thirty nine pages of the book there are no recipes. Oh, it's thirty nine pages of setup, uh, which I don't care for. Quite frankly. Well, you know, you've, you've got to have that story and original content in there for Google to rank you nowadays, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. In print. That's SEO right. is incredibly important for a physical book, well, of mm, course. Mm, How else will mm, I find it in my library at home? Exactly. But yeah, the first 39 pages uh, are pretty much like talking about like how to set up your kitchen and what she has 
in her fridge at any given point. And don't get me wrong, um, the illustrations in it are adorable. She's done a really interesting job in representing uh, everything visually. So, for example, uh, what I what she has in her fridge is a, a pie chart. So you can see that like there's a big chunk of like carbs and there's like a big glug of olive oil. Um, and this is like a little bit of pepperoni, but in brackets, she says like not enough. Uh, and I think it's really <laughs> cute, but when the book is called more is more and you're using 39 pages to not show me more recipes, I, that I cannot get behind. I think that's useful content, like especially for people who aren't as seasoned cooks. For some reason, she burns 15 pages on transformers versus inverters and microwaves. I feel like this complements uh, Ferg's item today really, really it well. It does. Are I think we could. I yeah. think we could form some sort of you know culinary adjacent alliance between us. That's what I think. Anula, ultimately, how would you rate this book? Oh, I would rate it tasty. Okay, so now it comes to the time in our show where we put today's items in their rightful place on the list. Just a reminder, this is the definitive ranking of all things. By the time this podcast has reached its logical conclusion, we will have reviewed and rated everything that there is to rate, which will be sometime around the heat death of the universe. Can't wait to review that. That might be worse than the Fred's tablet app. I think it's the only thing that's going to edge out the Thread's tablet app. Uh, by way of reminder, the Threads tablet app is currently sitting uh, at the very bottom of the list. And at the top of the list is the iPhone 15 USB-C. So let's start with uh, Foldy Boy. Alex, where are we feeling this belongs on the list? I think for Find and Frey, is definitely better than a $2.50 barbecue cheeseburger from Hungry Jack's. I'd even mm-hmm. I'd probably put it um, between Marvel Snap and Meta AI stickers. Hmm. Hmm. I wouldn't hmm. be opposed. I, I wouldn't be opposed either, except if we just change that and put it between the Pro Iron drink bottle at number four and Marvel Snap. Because I don't know about that. This is a twenty-seven ninety-nine foldable phone. It's better than Marvel Snap. Sorry, two six nine nine. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I want to throw a spanner in the works here. All right. I want to throw a spanner in the works and ask this: If you were to deep fry that phone whole right? Would you be able to consume it without removing any of its outer casing? Soft shell crab is not part of this conversation. It's, it's too far <laughs> I, down the I, list look, to even be I, a part of I'm this. Just, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just asking the questions I, that the people are asking, Anula. You could ask the same question about um, the pro iron drink bottle. Can we deep fry the pro iron drink bottle? No, we can't, but it's still higher than soft shell crab. I'm sorry, Adam. Yeah, well, much to my chagrin. Anula made a very good argument for the pro iron drink bottle. She owned that spot, I say. Thank um, you, Ferg. I don't I don't know if I feel I don't know if I feel that putting this Marvel Snap may have its downsides. It may have enslaved half of the staff at this website, I guess. But it is still, I would say, one of the best card games and most fresh card games in a genre that is kind of saturated. Um and yeah, I think I think that that's and it's free. It's free to play. You're all fools for paying money for it. I haven't spent a cent on this game. It's great. Yeah, no, like I am very happy with putting the Find and Free in sixth place below between Marvel Snap and the Meta AI stickers. Look, I, I'm I'm happy to go with the consensus, and the only misstep we've made thus far is that Soft Shell Crab isn't number one. It can only move up. 
Okay. It can actually only move down. <laughs> That's like kind of a function of the list. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So this microwave, Ferg, mm. is it is it better than a foldable phone? Yes, I would absolutely say yes. Um, I use this microwave basically every day. It has improved my life in very significant ways. I feel strongly about putting it below the Pro Iron drink bottle, um, but above Marvel Snap. Look, it does seem like a very good microwave. And and I will say the thrift factor of picking it up on sale. Yeah, you cannot discount that. But then do we have to actually um, be very specific here and say you are reviewing like <laughs> the microwave like when it's bought at $99? Like, would you... If it, if it gets me, if it gets me the spot, sure. I think that's unnecessary. <laughs> I think $250 for like even the, the regular retail price, I think $250 for a good microwave uh, is fine. Okay, you made a compelling argument for it, Ferg. Thank you. It is reasonable. And you actually like you brought it into the shot. Like you, that took some effort. I, I have to back you on this. I think you're right. I think as long as it's below the drink bottle, I am happy. The drink bottle, that improves your life several times a day, every day, yeah. right? That sounds yeah. like, remember, microwave, I only really use it once a day. Yeah. So I can, I can yeah. see. To melt the cheese the on your bottle. cheese and yeah, um, exactly. peanut butter toasties. <laughs> exactly. And we get again, it does come with a Pokemon and a Transformer. Bargain. That's right. So it's a it's a bundle deal. And I totally agree. $250 is, a, it's a reasonable price for a microwave of that caliber. I think this is the most positive I've ever been about an LG product. All right, excellent. I am very eager to see if this cookbook can finally dethrone the USB-C on the iPhone 15. I, I will say I like plugging things into phones, but I have to eat. Yeah, I'm going- Right. I am going hard on this one and I'm going straight Start for number crown. one. <laughs> Yeah, I knew this is coming. It is. It is like apart from the the lack of thirty nine extra recipes from the the nonsense at the front, this book has brought nothing but joy and satisfaction into my life, and I believe that it would do the same for anyone making recipes from it. And and you've done you've gone about this the right way, right? Like Brody Brody came for the king and he missed. You know, mm. because he tried to pull some chicanery with his uh, Nintendo Switch and and sneak it in there. Because you have followed protocol, I will fully support this taking its rightful place as number one. I also think Anula has done some clever diplomacy throughout this voting <laughs> process here, uh, making well, except when it comes to and soft shell crab. I think you might be alone on that one. Of this, of this My one. integrity <laughs> is worth more to me. So I still say that this belongs at number one. Thank you. Uh, and, and thank you. Thank you, Ferg, for noting my uh, diplomacy and my mm. political uh, movements. I did Find say I did say very openly in episode two that uh, I am playing the political game here. Uh, and that is why my my picks, they get up high. They get where I want them to be. But ultimately, I believe that more is more than you, Molly Bear's cookbook is far more accessible than the iPhone 15 for everyone. How much does it cost? I think like $39 on Amazon. Yeah, correct. We'll put in an affiliate link. We will put a link in the show notes. We may or may not make money off it if you decide. We will make money off of it. We may or may not. (laughs) Depends on whether you buy. But yes, I believe that this is not only more accessible, but it's also probably more useful. 
And it's also just more. Yes, it is. More it, is it, more. It, it is more is more is more is more. I think that's a compelling argument. And I am too sleepy to argue for the iPhone 15's <laughs> USB-C port. So. Oh, my God. Well, is it happening? I Maybe. So I will say my stance on this is I would like I would like something to knock the iPhone 15's USB-C port off the top spot. I don't feel amazing about this going above the Playdate and Switch. That's where I'm at with it. Okay, we felt betrayed and we punished we punished the Nintendo Switch for Brody's transgression. No, that's not what that's not what this vote is about. I I know. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. We can't walk that back at this point. What's done is done. Clean slate, wouldn't you say that this is better than the iPhone 15 USB-C version? I think in my heart, if it was just me, I would place this between the Switch and the Pro Iron drink bottle. Um, that's, a, that's a big demotion from number one. But I think, but I will, like you've made a very passionate argument, but I have not, I have not experienced the joy of this cookbook yet. It's, it's very good. Um, but that's, that's where my heart's at. If the rest of the room is, you know, reach consensus on it as the new number one, I'm happy to accede to that. I don't know. Now, now I feel bad. Now I, no, now I feel, don't feel bad. I don't know. This doesn't feel right to me now. Yeah, because it feels like you got the victory too easily. I expected more of an argument. It's just like you're walking back your argument. I can't, I think I am. I think I think I might be walking back my argument. You are thinking about our our own credibility here, aren't you? I'm thinking about the Nintendo Switch actually, and I'm thinking about yeah. how many yeah. delightful hours I've gotten out of that, and like I've had delicious meals. Like, but is this a list of the best cookbook? Like, it's a best list of best things, you know? And I think a good cook- cookbook can rate pretty highly on that list of the best things. God oh, damn no, it. Existential crisis. God damn it. Mm. Well, if it makes you feel any better, our credibility did go entirely out the window <laughs> the moment we put Softshell Crab where it is on that list. So yeah. don't worry about that. <laughs> in order to stop in order to stop this uh, conversation about Softshell Crab from ever happening again. Um, That's never going to happen. At least in this episode, I think that I have to roll back my argument uh, for many reasons. First of all, it was too easy. Secondly, Ferg made an excellent uh, made an excellent point and I'm currently sitting here thinking about how great it's going to be to like just download a new game and play on my switch over the weekend and i'm going to enjoy that more than i think i'm going to enjoy the salad that i've been eating this week from this cookbook and i i think that it's i think i got to pull it in at number four i think it's got to go between the nintendo switch and the best drink bottle in the world i'm i'm comfortable with that i just got really excited at the prospect of seeing that USB-C port knocked down a bit. No, no. I, I again, I'm for that. Respectful process. I guess more is about four. We got there in the end, everyone. Our list is taking shape. You look at that list and you think, I wouldn't have ranked those things there. I, I just have to say you're wrong. So sorry about that. Uh, anyway, uh, that does it for this week. Remember, we are professional reviewers. But if you want to try your hand at reviewing stuff, then you should review us. Uh, giving us a five-star rating go a, a really long way for a new podcast like ours. And we'd appreciate your support very much. Alex, where can people find you on the internet if they would like to uh, harangue you about the uh, USB-C port? Um, they can find me on Freds or on Instagram at Ahorosh, which is A-C-H-O-R-O-S. The C is silent. Excellent. And Anula, if people want to uh, swap some interesting 
recipes, where could they find you? Um, you'll find me hanging out on TikTok at Anula Palooza. Excellent. And Ferg, if, uh, if there's someone out there who has a meal they desperately need heated up, where can they find you to uh, you know, come over to your house and use your microwave real quick? I will not be doxing myself uh, live on this podcast, uh, but you can follow me on threads at cvampedoz. That's C-V-A-M-P-E-D-O-Z. And you can find me just hanging out over at reviews.org slash AU. And uh, while you're over there, make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter, The Watchlist, if you want not only to be told what to buy, but also what to watch. Have us dictate every aspect of your lives. Uh, if you want to get in touch, uh, if, you, if you want us to review something, then just hit us up on any of those channels and you can find uh, links to everything we talked about in our show notes. Until next time, this has been We Review Stuff and that is the stuff. <laughs> <laughs>